Today's episode of the RomaPress.us podcast is brought to you by EuroFantasyLeague.com. For the best in online fantasy football, check out EuroFantasyLeague.com to get started and see if you have what it takes to challenge the best CDA, Premier League, or La Liga fantasy managers. Di contrastarlo Juan Jesus, il tocco di Esharawi, cerca il colpo di tacco, attenzione Nainggolan, riesce a mantenere il possesso di palla, palla sulla destra verso Bruno Perez, avanza Samir davanti a lui, ancora Bruno Perez cerca spazio, il tocco è arretrato e per Strottman lancia in area di rigore per Nainggolan, tira go, 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 go! to the Roma Press podcast with John Solano. Ugh, one goal. One goddamn goal short. Welcome to another edition of the Roma Press podcast. And the run is over. The magical journey of Roma's Champions League campaign has come to an end painfully regretfully a lot we're going to get to today um i had to undoubtedly implement at least a 12-hour moratorium on me recording or writing anything really too in-depth about this match just because again um the odds of me saying or writing something really stupid um were pretty high about 12 hours ago. Um, surely infinitely more stupid than anything I, I've already tweeted. Um, I've been embattled in a, a Twitter flame war with <laughs> dozens and dozens of, of Liverpool fans just because I tweeted out the, the obvious handball um, uh, that happened in the second half that ultimately was not called, which was a blatant and obvious penalty, but uh, apparently to everyone but the referee. Um, But anyway, a lot to discuss today. Today's episode is going to be a little different. Um, I wanted to, instead of having a a normal guess where it's just you're hearing two opinions, I wanted to to try something different. So what we're going to do is, a little later in the podcast, after I give my initial thoughts, we're going to be joined by a few Roma supporters, just because, again, um, there's a lot to chew on from yesterday. There's a lot of opinions, a lot of emotion, um, and you know what, I I feel like this could be at least uh, remotely sort of a cathartic experience for all of us, where we can get yesterday... Um, get all of our feelings, emotions, yada, 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 get it all out on the table, and then after we're done, we can bury it, we can throw the dirt on it, and we can kiss a goodbye, and we can move on. Um, just because, again, I, I don't want today, I mean, I, I mentioned the, the, the blatant handball that was not called um, in yesterday's match. I don't want today to be about, you know, just simply annihilating and purging and pillaging the referee and the referee display that we saw yesterday or even over the course of the two legs because quite frankly I thought it was pretty poor in both um, both instances I don't want that to be today I, I want us to you know if, if we're going to discuss the you know the finer 
details of what happened yesterday. I, I really don't want to discuss the refereeing. Um, just because, again, it's going to look bitter, but we're already bitter. But I, I don't want to. I don't want to be bitter in that regard. Um, and you know, whoever joins me, we, you know, they may bring that up, but I, I certainly will try. Will try my best to divert the the conversation, just because I, I I think there's a lot more to talk about just beyond, you know, the the singular path of the refereeing display. Um, you know, obviously, the Roma they go out on aggregate seven to six. Uh, you know, extremely disappointing. Uh, one goal short. That's you know, after the first leg, you know, in, in retrospect, um, you know, the fact that they were even in the tie is is sensational. Now, uh, a lot of the a lot of the comments I'm receiving from Liverpool supporters. And you know what, let, before I go any further, let's just put this all out on the table because it, this drives me nuts. Um, if, you know, if you support Liverpool, you're going to see it one way. I support, I write about, I report on, I do interviews for all things Roma. So my perspective is going to be different. So if you're a Liverpool supporter and you're tweeting me, oh, you're biased, um, you have an agenda, well, no shit, you know, so do you. <laughs> so, you know, it's all about glass houses in that, in that regard. It drives me nuts. So let's just put that all out on the table. And let's just, let's be on crap. Like, yeah, I understand. This is a Roma podcast. Um, clearly in my, in my title on Twitter, if you can't make it out that I support Roma, then... I'm sorry, you're beyond help, but let's just get it all out on the table. The way we see things as Roma supporters, it's difficult to be objective, okay? So, you know, if you listen to a Liverpool podcast, they may be saying something completely different. So let's just put that out of the table. Let's stop the nonsense of, um, you know, agendas and whatnot. Everybody has an agenda, so please just shut up. I, I, I don't want to hear about that. But anyway... Um, let's, again, let's, let's just break down the match, first half, second half. Um, I'll give my opinions, and then I'll bring the, the, the Roma supporters on just to sort of get their opinions on everything. Um, you know, just because, again, I, I want this to be more of a cathartic experience where all of us can sort of mourn together, so to speak. Um... And then again, just get past this because you know what? The season's not over. There's still a ton to play for. And quite frankly, to make it to the uh, the last four of the Champions League for this club, huge success. Fantastic success. Um, so beyond that, let, let's just dive a little bit into the match. Let me give my opinion. So first off, um, yesterday, pre-match, uh, I, I was really pleased with the formation. I was very eager to see how Roma would look in an attacking sense just because El Shadawi, Sheik, Dzeko, all three of them were coming off fantastic performances at the weekend against Kievo. Um, and quite frankly, all three were very, very good against Liverpool. All three were very strong. I thought Sheik was sensational. Dzeko, again, world class. 
and the, neither of them, none of them, disappointed. Um, you know, that first half, though, my, my, I mean, obviously the big, big regret is going to be Nangolan giving away that pass, which, you know, if you give him 100 opportunities to make that decision again, 98, 99 times he's going to get that pass right. And, you know, yesterday just happened to be one of the few instances where he made a wayward pass. It was terrible. And Roma were rightfully punished for it. Um, you can't make mistakes like that at this level in the Champions League. You can't. You won't be able to get away with it. And when you have an attack as dynamic as Liverpool's, they will make you pay. And Roma were rightfully punished for an amateur-level mistake. So going down early 1-0 to like that I thought was brutal, was absolutely brutal, um, especially in the early minutes like that. Um, you know, to, to, you know, you're on the comeback trail and to give up a goal so early like that and lose the lead, devastating, absolutely devastating. Um, Liverpool's second goal, um, Florenzi keeping... Uh, he he was entirely at fault for breaking the the offside trap. He 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 was he was standing at the post. Um, he after the ball was cleared, he didn't come forward, and Liverpool added a second. Again, another mistake. You cannot make those types of mistakes at this level. You will get punished. And quite frankly, that wasn't Florenzi's only mistake on the night. He was horrendous throughout the match. Absolutely horrendous. Um, Robertson tore him to pieces on the flank. Tore him to pieces. Um, you know, I, I've been very, very tough on Florenzi this season. I thought he's been terrible. Yesterday he was terrible. When Roma have needed him the most, he has not come through. Um, and it's just shocking, Some, you know, some of the performances he's had. And, you know, last night was no different. And this is a guy who Roma are currently in talks with for a contract renewal who wants wages similar to what Nangolan earns and just below what Jekko earns. And I don't know about you, but uh, based on this season, he certainly doesn't merit that. Now, his wages right now are very low. He absolutely deserves a renewal. But nowhere near what Jekko makes. Nowhere near what Nangolan makes. It's undeserved. So I don't know what will happen with him in the summer. Maybe he could leave. I don't know. I, I don't want him to leave just because I think if you allow Florenzi to play in his natural position of midfield, I think he could be a huge, 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 huge asset. But the fact of the matter is we are now on the third manager to put Florenzi at right back. Now I do think in this, is, in this instance it's more out of necessity. But nonetheless, um, it's been a long time since he's played in his natural role. And, you know, does he deserve that opportunity? Absolutely. Um, you know, when when he plays in his role, I, I think he's, again, a huge asset. But we just haven't been able to see him there consistently. Maybe um, Di Francesco is seeing something from him in training that we just don't see and you know, there's a there's a reason he's being stuck out on the right. Um, we don't know. So anyway, 
Florenzi, very bad. Uh, Manolas, Fazio. I thought both of them were very, very strong throughout the night. Kolarov as well. Um, fantastic performance from him. Pellegrini, you know, he left a lot to be desired, particularly in the first half. Um, again, he's another guy who's had a really, really poor season, especially relative to the expectations. Um, you know, uh, hopefully an entire full summer will do him well. You know, this is the first time that he's playing at this level. So, you know, I'm not ready to write him off by any means. I, I think he'll be okay. But, you know, certainly on the whole, for a first season for him, pretty disappointing. Then we got Dedossi, who I, you know, he certainly played better in this leg than he did the first because, quite frankly, I, I don't think he could have played any worse than he did in the first leg. But nonetheless, he, again, wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. Uh, Nangolan, two goals. He had the horrible error in the first uh, in the first half that led to a goal. You know, the two goals were great, one of which was a penalty. Still lacking something for me. Um, and then El Shadawi, Jack Goshik, again, for me, all three of them were great. They they were not an issue at all. Um, Jacko again, you know, for any, for anybody who wanted this guy to be sold, for anybody who wanted this guy to leave Roma, you're nuts. Um, you don't understand football. And quite frankly, you look like an imbecile <laughs> because if you remove uh, Eddie Jekko off this team, um, Roma are easily fifth or sixth in the table, and they're easily nowhere near the Champions League semifinals. So I don't want to see any more abuse towards Jekko because he has been the only player who's been consistent and at an extremely high level for Roma all this season. Um, and then you got Di Francesco, who, listen, we, you know, again, I, I'm not going to discuss the refereeing, um, but uh, Di Francesco, much better in the second leg than the first. Uh, you know, let's just be honest. Roma lost his tie in the first leg. Um, you can't go down 5-0, to zero. At any point now, the, the the consolation goals that they got at the end were sensational, and they were the only thing that gave them a fighting chance in the second leg. However, the approach, the formation that Di Francesco took in the first leg was one hundred percent wrong. Now he won't admit it now, and that's fine. I wouldn't expect him to. However, um, the three at the back system. When you compare to what we saw yesterday versus last week, uh, no-brainer. Uh, he should have lined up like that in the first leg. Fazio, Manolas, they looked far more comfortable than they did last week. So, you know, hopefully Di Francesco learns from his mistakes, and he moves forward. Listen, the only reason, well, not the only reason, one of the many reasons why Roma are in the Champions League semifinals is because of Di Francesco, because of the formations he's put out, because of the approaches that he's put into place. He's done sensational up to this point, but he got it entirely wrong in the first leg. And you know what? That's fine. He's a young manager. He's allowed to make mistakes, but it's very, it's a very tough pill to swallow when you know if even Roma played decent in that first leg, which they didn't. They were horrible. If they had played even decent 
it would have been a completely different tie. But you know what? Uh, Roma lost five to two. It could have been more. It could have been six. Could have been seven to two. Um, and you know this tie was lost in the first leg. If Roma lose three to one, completely different. Um, you know, just the fact though that they conceded so many goals, and it could have been more. Um, you know, the second leg was an uphill battle an entire uphill battle, and they made it more difficult on themselves. You know, it was far more difficult than it should have been because, again, if if Roma even remotely minimized the damage in the first leg, they're playing in a final right now, but you know what? They played terrible in the first leg, and they were punished, and they're gone, and they're out of the competition. But again, um... You know, for this club to make it this far in the competition is sensational. Absolutely sensational. And I wrote today about all the money that they garnered. Now, obviously, that's almost secondary relative to the result. You know, we're all disappointed. But uh, Roma earned 100 million euros for making it this far in the competition. And for a club who's been straddled by financial fair play who's been in the crosshairs of UEFA that's incredible and that's a huge accomplishment and before um, I bring on uh, the the sort of panel of, of Roma supporters that I'm going to bring on here in a minute you know before they come on I, I first just want to applaud the entire team the entire club Palotta uh, Zeca Monchi Gandini Badisoni the uh, the entire Roma hierarchy, the players, everybody, um, and even Paul Rogers for the fantastic work he's done on the website um, at Roma. He has just done um, sensational stuff uh, from a social media standpoint. But everyone at the club, I just want to applaud them and thank them because this has been fun to watch. This is the first time it's happened and. 34 years and I enjoyed every minute of it and I just you know what thank you Roma thank you everyone associated with club for for allowing us to witness that and I I hope this is a start I hope that this is not something that happens once every 34 years again I hope this is something we can get used to Um, making it that far in the competition is not only a um, a huge testament to the club. It's great experience for every player, every um, the managers, the assistant managers, everybody. So again, I, I just want to applaud them for the incredible accomplishment. This Champions League campaign has been sensational. Um, regardless, <laughs> regardless of what uh, Alejandro uh, Moreno and these other doofuses at ESPN FC who are currently getting dragged right now by by Paul and the rest of uh, Roma's social media team who ignorantly said that Roma aren't very good but uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll they'll see the um, their errors after they look at their Twitter mentions here because <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Roma's official account is currently 
dragging them. So bravo, Paul. Um, I, I spent a couple hours last night on my flight back from Italy doing that. Um, just because, again, you see a lot of uh, a lot of ignorant comments after, um, especially from the forum media. So I, I'm glad I'm not the only one having to set folks straight. But um, anyway, um, we're going to bring on the the again the the little Roma panel I have here of of, of supporters. Just again, we're we're going to talk, talk this out. This isn't going to be a Q and A. This is just this is just going to be us talking, um, feelings, emotions, sort of a therapy session, I guess you could say. Um, just because again, there's a there's a lot we can discuss, a lot we can chew on from what happened last night. So um, let's bring everyone on now and discuss um, Roma's Champions League campaign, the Serie A campaign, whatever. So here we go. Now I am joined by my panel of Roma supporters, and again, we're just going to go through the match. Again, this is going to be very, um, this is going to be more of a cathartic experience where we all just get our thoughts and feelings out on the table. Um, so, so if each of you just wants to go around, introduce yourself, and if you want to throw your Twitter handle in there, by all means, go ahead. Okay, uh, I'm Andy. Uh, I'm not gonna give you my Twitter handle because uh, I'm not that famous. So it's, uh... <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, uh, got Samson here, which is uh, I'm not that famous, but I want to be. So it's uh, Sam Del A S R eight seven. Perfect. Yusuf here. My Twitter handle is three a t e e j i. I tweet a lot about Romo <laughs> and then a lot of about other things. So there's that. Wonderful. And the uh, last one. This is Giacomo. My Twitter handle is Daya, 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 um, three times. Easy enough. All right. So obviously, all of us are probably pissed off about the result yesterday. Um, what is just your initial feeling? Was it. What what do you blame on? What do you blame Roma going out? What was the reason? Um, refereeing, first leg, formation, tactics. What do you guys think? Uh, okay, uh, I can start. I, uh, I I'll, I'm gonna just say that I'm I don't want to think of the refereeing uh, because I think the the game was 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 put in a dangerous spot in the first leg and. Besides the tactics, I think that the, the attitude in the first leg played a, a, a large part of uh, of the overall defeat, uh, because I think that they came out scared and they lost themselves. And uh, contrary to what happened yesterday, where they reacted and they they didn't give up uh, in the first leg, they just panicked. And I think that was where it, um, where the, the 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 game was lost. Yeah, yeah I, I I totally agree. I I keep uh, I, like I was saying. I, I keep every time I think of any aspect of yesterday's game, I whether it's the calls or or whatever, I, I keep going to that first leg at Anfield and the uh, three man backline, you know, not being changed after you know we were definitely struggling. I kind of agree with Di Francesco that you know the first 20 minutes were positive. They weren't great. They weren't optimal. But you know Liverpool adapted, and we should have adapted back. Uh, it was bad officiating for both sides. It was 
just a horrible, horrible uh, 180 minutes of bad referee. But uh, you just got to, for me, I just keep going back to, to, to that point of the 180 minutes where we should have you know, adapted to, to, to Klopp and, and Liverpool at Anfield. I think over the 180 minutes, I'm satisfied because it's just nice knowing that even though we did go out in the fashion that we did, it was at the end a close one. And no matter how much we bottled the first leg, the second leg was almost completely reversed. And uh, when it comes to the first leg, uh, my biggest issue was uh, not starting Schick and starting Wunder uh, in front. Uh, when I was uh, analyzing and looking at a lot of other analysis about the Barcelona game, uh, Schick was uh, vital in defense. He was almost man-marking uh, Iniesta, and uh, he was, his movements off the ball when they had the possession was really, really well. And uh, so that was my... I was really curious to see how we would have worked uh, if we had Schick instead of Wunder. But as much as there's frustration, I'm still satisfied with the effort that the team ended up putting in and almost reversing the catastrophe of the first leg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I, I'm satisfied as well with, with the performance. I mean, I think um, the first leg got so out of hand um, that I just wanted to see see the club come out and, and give a positive performance in the second leg, and I think that they did that. Um, you know, if it weren't for a couple of refereeing calls and for Nangolan under hitting a pass, um, you know, we could be talking about something different here. Uh, I don't think any, I don't think any of us could say that we're not a hundred percent proud of this team, and, and really, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of I think all of us are really excited to see what happens uh, next season. For now, it's just the last three games should be three finals, get six out of nine points, and qualified for the Champions League. Yeah, so that, that's my next point. Are, are all of you pretty confident that they'll qualify for next season's Champions League? Oh, my God. <laughs> you can, oh, never, be, you can never be confident as a Roma fan. <laughs> <laughs> we saw in the, after the Barcelona second leg, uh, we had the Lazio game, and they were really tired out. Um and we also have uh, Juve to play in the second game. In two yeah. games. So I, I, I'd say we should win the other two games, but there's a good chance we at least tie against Juve and drop some points there. But, you know, if we win two games, we make it through. Right. I think I think they got into a nice groove of um, after that Lazio game, and then they played Spal, and then they played Kievo. I I like the the way they played them those games, even though they played them after, for example, the five two defeat, which was not easy to shake, and they played really well. Uh, so I think. We might have some problems with Juve, but uh, if they really want it, if they want to come out and compete for next year, then they will have no problems with uh, with Cagliari, who have been playing terribly and who fortunately will not have Castan playing. Uh, so we can already uh, cross off the, the X goal. Uh, that would have been impending on us. Yeah. As always. <laughs> the rule of the X. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think I think the uh the Inter versus Juventus game, while you know, it was some people will say it was controversial, some people won't. I think that was a, a godsend because we can't afford one loss against Juventus. Now I don't want to lose to Juventus. I, I always want to kick their ass, but we can, you know, we can definitely slip up on that match. And besides, Inter would have to win all of their three matches, which is not a given. Yeah, the uh, the next two games is going to be against Cagliari and the second one, Juventus at home. And what a moment it would be to clinch the Champions League if we won against Cagliari with, and win against Juventus, we'd clinch the Champions League in the Stadio Olimpico. So that would be entertaining. All I would like to say is that I really, I really do wish, which is not, it's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not a game. It's, you know, it's very difficult, but I would like to see the Stadio Olimpico that filled every fucking match. I know, it's, you know, it's obviously, yeah. and, and, and whatnot, and, you know, it's a lot of people were excited, but if, if every, if all 38 games, there was an atmosphere like that, I mean, not all 38 games, half of that, uh, we would we would we would definitely have a huge advantage. So that's why I think and everybody would think that, you know, the the stadium is, is a huge is, is gonna be a huge uh boost for us. I agree. Um Giacomo, you've been quiet. What do you think? I think taking six of nine is definitely possible. I am worried about the UV match, but um I I Cagliari has been very poor. So I expect to take three pretty easily in that match. Um, but if it ends up coming down to Juve, um, I mean, I think a draw is possible, but um, it's going to take some some tactical work from Di Francesco. Um, I'm a little worried, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I got to say, I, um, I'm a little worried too, but we, we got to remember Lazio, um, they faced Inter. In the, exactly. the very last match, that's, that's crucial. Exactly, that's yeah. Crucial. So that's uh, I mean, obviously, someone's going to drop points in that match. So if you think about it, if they if they just win two, they're fine. So they have to beat Cagliari and Sassuolo. Um, if that happens, I, I think they're fine. Um, so let's let's just go under the assumption that they qualify. Summer comes around. What are you guys changing? Who's going in? Who's going out? Uh, who, I would, who who has to be replaced right away? What do you think? I I would say our center defensive mid has to change. Uh, obviously, I want Gonalons out. Uh, I don't care how good he played uh, at Anfield in the last few minutes. Uh, I obviously my dream is Torreira. Uh, things aren't looking too good in that in that aspect. Uh, the center defensive mid. Uh, we need. Well, I love uh, Under. Uh, we need a, a winger on that side um, to be bought. Uh, whether it's Mares or anyone else, I think that's crucial as well. But I do expect to see big things from Under next year and Schick. Uh And uh, Florenzi's not a right back. Agreed. We are half Karsdorp, so so maybe get it just a backup that's for. That's for, true. For, and I expect uh, good things from him. Hopefully, his his ACL. Uh, you know, people, uh, players tend to 
drop drastically after an ACL injury, their potential, but hopefully uh, his ceiling is uh, uh, higher than the most. I just need, I just, I just want some creativity from the midfield and strength. So just because we have no, this year, nobody was scoring from the midfield. Like, uh, I mean, talk about some terrible, like Strotman, uh, just no goal scoring instinct. Nine goal on this, uh, this year he liked, he preferred to uh, assist more than score, which is fine, but we just just need some extra spark this year we've been we've been, we are we are where we are thanks to uh Jeko's uh leadership and Kolarov who's been a playmaker on that uh, left back position yeah i think my uh, favorite part about the season i know under uh, has been less less explosive recently but it's not to understate that in the middle of the season we were doing absolutely nothing just yeah, yeah, yeah no obviously point. and <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments of the season i think um there's a lot to say about the central midfield because right now we don't that's very creative nyangulan is not uh someone that's similar to pjanic and also, we need someone that is reliable in free kicks and corner kicks. We saw the amazing Pellegrini uh, free. Yeah, please let's not talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Weird uh, going from having Pjanic, right? Yeah, um, and and then the last thing I want to mention is that I'm curious as to see what happens with Valutelli because he's out of contract at the end of the season. And he stated in an interview that Roma, he would be happy to find himself at Roma. Um, so that would be a, a free striker that is that seems like he could. Yeah, I, yeah, I would be you... against Balotelli in any way, shape, or form. Um, I don't know if the the atmosphere in him would mesh well, but um, the the talent is there, no doubt. Yeah, you know, worst case scenario, we flip him for what? You know, fifteen mil. <laughs> yeah. Supermarket. I um, looking like Monty. I think that there's a a possibility with Elison being Brazil's number one that he puts in a good performance at the World Cup and we receive a massive bid for him and it gets accepted. Um, we see this time and time again after major tournaments where number ones get get poached after a good performance. And there are clubs that need keepers right now. Big clubs. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put that out of the realm of possibility at all. Um, in fact, I, I would say it's more likely that he is sold than he's not sold, which, it, I mean, that'd certainly be disappointing. Um, but... As much as, I, as much as I love Palota and... Personally, uh, I I can't believe anything he says when it comes to the market. Uh, he's caught on many interviews saying that Allison won't be sold. He has a contract. He won't be sold. But I think if a hundred, a hundred thirty million dollar bid comes in, it would be difficult to. 
I mean, above 90 million, I, I it's hard not to, to say no, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> especially I, it, when you're a club yeah. like, like Roma. It, I agree. Um, it'd be very difficult. And if that does happen, um, I think, actually think, I know they've had contact. I think they would bring in Lafont um, from France, who I know Monchi loves. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. I, you know, I, I hope. Obviously, I like everyone else. I, I hope Alison isn't sold. So, all right. Last question for everyone. Um, just final thoughts on the season: good, poor, average, above expectations, below expectations. You're pissed. You're happy. What is it? Uh, okay, so uh, I had I had really high expectations for this season, probably because of uh, how how much I like the the presence of Monchi and the way he um, he lets himself be heard in uh, in the locker room and in uh, in the interviews and everything. And then it was kind of disappointing during that stretch, November to February, where I, you really just you just couldn't believe what you were seeing. Um, so in the league, I think we could have done better, but not so much better because, uh, you're just, Napoli was, is playing out of its mind, considering the fact that obviously they dropped out of other competitions, but I just don't think that Roma could have done more and kept up the, the brilliant performances in, uh, on the European stage. So I'm satisfied. I'm not happy. I'm satisfied. Okay. I I, I personally I personally am uh, happy with, with with the season. I think for it being Di Francesco's first year, uh, the people that were sold because we kind of had a fire sale, uh, and a lot of talk was that we were going to finish. Out of the top four, we were going to be eliminated as a group. Uh, I think it was a good uh, base stepping stone to next season, although expectations will be massively high. And uh, I tweeted this out that it's one of my main concerns because uh, the fan base is not known to have patience. and I think that with Monchi and Di Francesco, patience is needed. But overall, I'm 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 pretty pretty content with how the season went. I think over that, the entire. I, I let me know when you say. No, you know, go ahead. Uh, okay. I think uh, over the entire season, it's hard to ask more of Roma, assuming they qualify to the Champions League. Making it to the semifinal, especially with our squad, we had our starting lineup was the same for the for the past few like six uh, six weeks we've been playing two games every day, and we don't have much depth in our squad. We were switching it up a few games uh, recently with Ronaldo. We played with Gerson at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we don't Kola, Kolarov and. Um, our midfield of Di Rossi, who's really old, he's playing almost every game. And Zeko was was also playing every game. We didn't have someone to take it until recently. She has been starting instead. We don't really have the depth to ask more 
their Champions League semi-final and making it to the Champions League. So from from an outside perspective, very satisfied. But throughout the season, <laughs> it was a very emotional roller coaster. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I I think that um, in the league, a little more can be asked. But I the run in on the in the European Cup is is was incredible. Um, with the team that we have, um, that shouldn't be able to be done. And, and the fact that they were able to pull off the, the Barcelona win in Rome, which will go down as you know one of the the greatest matches in the history of the club. Um, I, I'm I'm pleased with how how the season's gone, assuming that we qualify for the Champions League. The the big if, yeah, I I agree. Um, the run in the Champions League certainly makes up for the lack of performance in City. Yeah, um, so hopefully here in the in the final weeks they're able to qualify for the Champions League and we could potentially go through all this again. So um, thank you guys for for joining. Really appreciate thank it. You. And uh, yeah, absolutely, definitely looking to do this more. So uh, don't go far. We'll, we'll definitely be doing this again.